Hi everyone, how you doing out there? This is Ian Schlackman. Uh, I'm along with my good friend, Reverend Annie Chambers. And we're joined for this particular episode uh, by our other good friend, uh, Brandon Walker. Right, nice to meet you everyone. Brandon Walker here. So, um, this particular video, uh, and this is the second one we're doing, so bear with us here. We really want to focus on Martin, Martin Luther King Jr. Um, but I know we brought our good friend Brandon in today because he's got some great questions about the topic at the time. So with that, Brandon, I'll let you ask the first question of Reverend. Right. Hey, so Reverend Chambers, my first question is, now that I've noticed that the SEL C chapters, how it was established, you know, back in the, this post and during civil rights era in this incubator stage, how is the chapter that's in Baltimore City relative as well as the Poor People's Campaign that's supposedly be launched by the SELC in the Baltimore chapter today. How is it relevant? Well, first of all, I don't know anything about Poor People's Campaign as, well, maybe this one. The new, we got a new one coming. Um, that, and they can't say they launched that either, but mm -hmm. they are part of it. They can be they involved. Um, SELC um, the first Poor People's Campaign, 1968. Let's just put it out there. Go April ahead. 1968. Okay. Okay. Um, the first Poor People's Campaign, SCLC, did not organize, but became a part of and uh, supported. Hmm. They became a large supporter. Hmm. Of it. Um, we do have to give Jesse Jackson, uh, Reverend Raph Abernathy, and them credit that they came and helped put it together. Mm. Now, nobody talks about a minister that did a lot to have these things together, and that minister is. Reverend Keys. Okay. It's like like he's a forgotten person, but he always was a low-key person. We also had another minister that uh, I noticed that never got any credit, and I, I guess it was okay with him because he never complained, and, and some of us are just that way. We know what we do, you know. Uh, Reverend Sturgis. Mm. Um, Reverend Sturgis was in the campaign and up until the day he died, which has only been a few what? Uh, I think they told me that Reverend Sturgis died last month. Okay? Really? Yes, he died wow. last month. And he was always out in the struggle, involved in the, in the struggle. Now, SCLC played a critical part in that even though the ministers that were back then, um, Reverend Abner, some of the elders, they uh, they didn't go, they didn't agree with the nonviolence. Let's 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 just be truthful. Yes, they sir. didn't agree with it. Okay. But what they did agree with, okay, this is the majority, and so they did, you know, was, um, they they worked in it, they organized it, and they supported it. 
Um, now the SCLC we have now, well, see, I don't know a lot of the ministers. I don't, I don't think I know anybody but C. D. Whittlespoon. Mm -hmm. That's in the SCLC. I really don't. Mm -hmm. um, but um, and I have um, not heard anything on C. D. about even the Pope Peter's March mm -hmm. um, campaign that we got now. Uh, he may be involved, and I just don't know it. Sure. But um, they definitely not as strong as the original. And 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 if we'd have followed the SCLC, SNCC, mm -hmm. Core, mm. uh, you know, Minister Malcolm, I really feel that poor people. Black people, both black and white, we'd be much advanced further in this country than we are. Because mm. I see things repeating, and they're even worse now. Yeah. They're even worse. Because, see, if you know who your enemy is, mm -hmm. you can fight them. But if you don't know who your enemy is, you can't fight them. You don't know who, you know. You got people running around telling you to vote for them because they look like you. Mm -hmm. And you vote for them and they cutting your throat. You understand? Yeah. You 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 got people shaking your hand and kissing the babies and killing you. That's right. We got ministers get up in their pulpit mm -hmm. and preach the gospel and got their hand in the pocket over there in Annapolis grabbing money and building temples to themselves. That didn't happen. The, the ministers, you know, SCLC would not have allowed that. Wow. They would have not allowed them to do that. Hmm. So it's it's altogether different for as I'm concerned. And I'm 67 years old and I just watched it, you know, the change. And this is, you know, this is the change. How old are you, Reverend? I'm 67. I'm 76 years old. I don't know why I want to turn this. <laughs> you have never been shy about your age before. No. No, I don't know why I want to turn that. I'm 76 years old. But sometimes I maybe just maybe, maybe I just want to grab back 10 years maybe. or something. Maybe. You, right? you almost did. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm 76 years old. And and I'm proud that I've been here and, and, and still here fighting that, you know, so I, I'm not ashamed of my age. It's yeah. just sometimes I say yeah. that even my children look at me and when I say that. My so, daughter say, Oh, well, I'm I'm sixty three. <laughs> <laughs> she you know, that's the first thing she say, I'm sixty three. So Reverend, let me ask you a little bit about um the early days, the earliest that you ever interacted with, um, we're doing this for Black History Month. Right. Uh, we want to focus this on, on mm -hmm. Martin Luther King. Wh when is the first time you ever interacted with or started working with or heard about Martin Dr. Luther King? King. Dr. King? I heard about Dr. King in around 1963, really. I heard, you know, was when I heard about uh, Dr. King. And um, in 1963, um, I had an older brother, James mm -hmm. X, 
who was uh, so just to be clear James X is your older brother that's my oldest brother okay we'll get to that in another show folks right, I promise right, right. we could do three shows that's, on that alone yes but but, yeah. but this is our first one so go go ahead with Malcolm I'm sorry I didn't mean to yeah okay. okay and he my brother loved and respected Malcolm mm. and he would come home and talk to us about the movement and um and it might be a little later than 1963 that 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 of uh, Dr. King came about for you know me because um, you know when I talked to Albert Taylor and mm. you know and C J Handy mm. and you know and Reverend you know Keys and them they they tell me how Dr. King really got started in the movement was doing Rosa Parks the Rosa Parks and they uh, were the ones that went to get not Dr. King they went to get his father they wanted Dr. Martin Luther King Sr. not Junior but his father in return sent his son and told him to work with his son oh that's that's you know what I was told by Albert Taylor personally and you know itself and him and I were we were very you know good friends. I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and then Dr. King um, called for the boycott, mm -hmm. and on you know the bus boycott. Now that's Dr. King's work, mm -hmm. and. Um, when the people would walk rather than ride, and you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. You don't think that the clans weren't out there. But see, that part ain't told that the clans was out there. Well, that's an important part. I want you yeah. to emphasize The clans yeah. were out there, but you want to know how many people got seriously hurt and how they got the taxicab services started. Then you credit Minister Malcolm. They also started the taxi cab service. Yes, uh, well, the free ride. Oh, okay. You you, you credit Minister Malcolm, oh. and Malcolm's thing was, you know, there were brothers protecting those people. Wow. See, all of this is not in the history book. No, no. But if you're a black person working, walk, walking home from work. Okay. Yeah. In Atlanta, uh huh. You can be assured white people was out there to kill you. Now you know why ain't you catching the bus? You know wow. those kind of things were said. Wow. Okay, but I was told by my brother that black people was directed to not answer back, continue going. But up showed some black men hmm. with some real guns, real guns. Okay, and so you you when you look at it, you don't see people getting killed. You how many people you hear got killed during that march? I mean, during the boycott. You know, people just let the buses go by. Women walking home by themselves wow. before then, even if you caught the bus. 
Women were scared they was going to get raped and attacked. Jesus. But it didn't happen because those men, these black men, were walking on you on the, in the middle on the road walking, and black men walking right side you. See, and that's never told. You understand? All no, these things are very, very important. Yeah. The history needs to be out. Now, my brother was one of the men down there with guns, mm -hmm. and they knew that you know they went there saying we will live or die. Wow. Okay. That's what he told me. But also, my brother carried me, and never, now I won't forget this, in 1965, to Raleigh, North Carolina, to a demonstration. Okay. And um, I begged him to carry me, and, you know, uh, then he asked my father, could he do it? And my father said, well, she ain't going to shut up and... You know, my thing, I, I, truthfully, I was trying to be out how I could get there on my own. Wow. But my brother said, okay, I'm going to carry you, but I just want you to stand back like the other people and observe the demonstration. And truthfully, that was my intentions, was to stand back and observe the demonstration going on. Okay. But I got there, and the people were demonstrating and the white people were throwing things at them, all kinds of things, wow. and calling them names. Wow. And I don't know, I, I became overwhelmed, and I, I got in the demonstration. Wow. And How my, old were you, Reverend? I was 14 years old. 14 years old? 14 years old. Oh, my God. Um, my brother looked up and seen me grab me back out of the demonstration wow and this is james this is james he told his well he told his men he said get my sister get her get her pull her back over here wow. and they would pull me back i would go back they would pull then i started fighting them to stay in the demonstration and my brother seen it <laughs> and they didn't you know was, the men didn't know what to do they would say look we keep getting us to keep going back oh my god so my brother Said, okay, but please just protect my sister because that's my youngest sister. I can't go home without her. My mm. daddy, you know, it would kill my daddy if something happened to my little sister. Mm. Um, in the demonstration, I seen people getting beat. I seen people getting knocked down with police guns. They brought out the police dogs and everything. Wow. And I think that's why I don't like dogs today. Wow. I just can't get it in my heart to love a dog. Because I, you know, the, the way they use them dogs on the people. And, the, you know, the people got, I found out that state troopers and the police had, and the butt of the gun, mm -hmm. They had embedded ice picks, razor blades, sharp nails, everything. And when you see them pushing the people like that, they sticking. Oh and my cutting people. Gosh. I have the wound to show my back. Mm. On my back today, where I've been sliced, 
I've been stuck, and that was my first demonstration. And me and my brother made a pact that I would not let my daddy know. You know, I would not let my daddy know. Wow. But but I wanted to go back to the demonstration. I got in the movement, and I told my daddy, I say. Daddy, I know what I'm supposed to do. Really? My daddy was a minister. I said, yeah. I know what God wants me to do. And he looked at me because I was the mother and had all these children. See, I was having babies. I, at that time, I had what? I had Two, three, three? three children. Wow. You know, I was 14 and I had three children. I'm 12 years older than my oldest child. Wow. So my daddy said you could go to some of them but when he knowed anything i was traveling i would you know my children's father was in his service he was all he did was made the babies i made that he came home long enough made me and a couple other women pregnant because you know, found that out later but anyway that you know that's the way it was and yeah. and so i continued to be be able to be in the movement because of my daddy and a good Catholic priest named Father Witchland. Wow. Look, let, let's take a break for one good second. Um, we're in the middle of uh, Douglas Holmes here, folks, okay. in Reverend Schaefer's place. So bear with us. Uh, we'll take a break for a quick second and we'll come right, right back. Okay. Okay. We're back. Um, so I wanted to just ask a question. Um, could you talk a little bit about uh, the March on Washington in 66? Well, because we're at 65 right now. Yeah, and, and, and 1965. Um, I'm trying to make sure I gave you a right here. I have to count back. Right, and you're right. It was 1967. Oh, was it? Hold on. Well, I'll look it up, but you know, yeah. tell me a little bit about um, the lead up to it. Who well, was actually organizing it? And who got well, who, who organized the march? Both did a lot of work in organizing and the footwork and everything was. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> women, all the women, Dr. Kane's, uh, even when they, see, the March on Washington was really a scare. 63. 1963. Okay. Then that means, I'm trying to think of, oh, who was going, Ellen? James. My son, James, was born. And I should have, I'm sorry, I should have known that. I should have known that. Because James is named after my brother. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. my son James is named after his uncle. Um, okay, so it was 1963. Right. So you must have been at the, at the first protest, though, earlier. Yes. Can I look that up? Is that a big event? No, 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 no. In, in North Carolina, I don't know whether they, they should have it. Mm. 
Raleigh, North Carolina. Because the, what I wanted to say about that was in, in, in that demonstration, all the police left. Mm -hmm. All the deputies, the sheriff had left. But these men came back in trucks, on the back of trucks with hoods. Mm -hmm. And they were not, they had guns, but they were not hitting people with sticks and stuff there. They were shooting. My gosh. They killed people that day. See, so, you know, these, the history of that has never, I, I don't, I, when, 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 when I, I, I can't think of anybody ever being punished for it. And I know three people personally that got killed. Jeez. Three people that got shot and killed and, and, and they were fighting back. Now the people that was shooting back were not the nonviolent group. But there were people shooting back at the police. Wow. Yeah, there, it was a shootout. Look it up okay. in Raleigh, North Carolina. Look it up, man. Okay? And that's when they wanted to say that the communists had infiltrated the movement. But I don't know too many black communists. I, you know, and I used to be a communist, but. I really don't know too many black communists. I really don't. But they were people there. See, every, in any town, in any place they went, there were people that wanted to fight back and did fight back. There were people that got killed trying to protect their sister, their mother, or their child. Because it was a rule, even where I come from, if you were walking down the street and you seen a white person approaching you, you had to step off the curb and allow that person to pass you. Man. Well, a child is a child and they don't know. Right. Or they didn't pay much attention. And they might keep walking and they would snatch that child and beat the shit out of that child. Jeez. And the parent could be with the child. But the black parent weren't supposed to do anything. So a lot of men, black men, fought back for their children and their wife and their family. If you were an attractive looking black woman, that's why for years black women just didn't, you know, draw attention to themselves, was because if a white man desired you, he could rape you. And nothing happened. You could be in your backyard hanging up your clothes. And he'd rape you. And you know who raped you. And you go say who raped you. What was nothing was done about it. Nothing. So you understand these are the things that happen. And lots of black men have died protecting their families. Mm. Or, you know, revenging their families even. My thing was, my daddy's thing was, none of his daughters could even venture out to the store. You know, like women just go out shopping now, like we go to 
we couldn't they couldn't do the, we couldn't do those things because you know you wore long dresses you didn't you know <laughs> you didn't you did everything you could to not draw attention to yourself but just being a young black woman was enough sometimes sometimes you didn't have to be young some of them dogs just would disattack you because that's what they could do you understand and and the lord did nothing about it there there were quite a few protests in north carolina 
and and back then, back then nobody really listened to women. You know, you know what I mean? Really? I mean, but other women and yeah. your child or something, you know. And then the ultimate thing was always your daddy or some man made the decision. So they went to their pastors and were talking to their pastors and 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 these were some progressive men. And they said yes. Um, you know, they they were organizing. Well, Kennedy and them got word of it. And Martin they told Martin to go talk to the ministers, and then, you know, everything. So, Ken, so Kennedy had that kind of relationship with Martin. Yes, they 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 had a good relationship, I guess. It was oh. good. Okay. Well, political relationship anyway. Okay. But um, they um, told him because at that time blacks was at young blacks especially, but just the black race was at. Either we do something or we're going to die. These people are going to kill us. All over America, black people was rising up. Really. Black people was, we were looking at what was happening to us. So young, and black young, mothers were seeing that our yeah. children were being miseducated oh. in the schools. You know, we made a had good teachers. But they didn't have the equipment to even teach our children. We had schools that was either one room schoolhouse from the first grade to the twelfth grade. Or eleventh grade at that time, but didn't have a twelfth grade. They had an eleventh grade. And and one room was where everybody got taught. Okay? We had uh people that were out in the fields, some of them never got any education because the farmer needed them out there to do their work and you would have a baby see it was you know slavery might would have might was you know as they want to say but there were lots of people still in slavery all over America you know um, so the women were saying that we need to do something and um, you gotta, it was another woman, Mary Tuff, who wanted to do the boycott before Rosa Parks. Really? Uh-huh. Okay, I always heard about that. Yeah, I didn't know that, the name. Right. Mary Tuff. Then why didn't Mary do it? Or why they didn't, wouldn't, they, the NAACP and all of them wouldn't support her? You can't guess why. Uh-huh. You know why? No. Mary Tuck was my color. Rosa Parks was lighter. Oh my God. And Mary Tuck was a housemaid. And Rosa Parks was a seamstress, which was considered a higher position. Uh huh. They considered Mary Tuck. An uneducated, backward person. I guess that's what people can. A lot of these educated ministers that I'm working with right now consider me. Okay. That's why. That's terrible. That's why she didn't. She didn't get the support that Rosa Parks did. 
But the women knew that there was something that they had to do. So what was the apostle? Was the one thing. So all of that plays a picture. Women have always been at this. We hit the spot. And the men, black men, would be the ones to, you know, step in front. And so the history books so, never yeah. going to show the real So truth. is that what happened with the March on Washington? That's were, what happened. Those women that wanted to start yeah. it. Right. And then and, and Kennedy went Kennedy went to Martin because see Martin could come in with nonviolence. But what is the March on Washington oh. was to go to Washington and tear up Washington. Really? Not to march and sing and pray. That's what the original intent March was. March was to go to Washington, start the revolution in Washington. Damn. But because Martin stepped in, wow. Okay? The march on Washington became what? A nonviolent march. Did people welcome him into working with the march, or were people against him? Well, Reverend Martin, Dr. King was... Well, he didn't have a say. You really didn't have a say, because, you know, he brought resources and everything. Where do you think all that money comes from? Do you the, know how much it cost to, to even put on a march that way? Yeah, that's true. You understand? So it wouldn't have been that... Would it, been, would, it, would it have been smaller, but more intentionally it, to it shut it down? It would have been smaller... It would have been, as, as my friend who's gone now, Fidel, said, it would have been some bloodshed. Okay? Damn. It would have been some bloodshed. Damn. It would not have been a march. They would have called it a riot. Mm. But we would call it the revolution. Okay? Damn. But... When they put Reverend King in charge, put him up front and ahead, then it changed. It became a nonviolent movement. It be, I always call it the big black show because what happened in the March on Washington? What did we get out of the March on Washington? What did we get? Did we get it? Do, did we really get any real benefits? Johnson came up with the war on poverty. Well, how many people, in, more damn people in poverty now than it was then? Okay. But what did we get? What, what was the benefit? That's my thing for saying about the march on Washington now. Right now. The march on Washington right now. What what are we organizing for? You're talking about what, the one coming up. The one coming up. Okay. In twenty eighteen. Right. In twenty eighteen. With uh Reverend Barber. Reverend Barber and and, and Liz and some more folks organizing. What are we they still talking? We're going there. No civil disobedience. They're saying no civil disobedience? No civil disobedience. Even, so wasn't Martin for civil disobedience? 
Oh, um, he got locked I mean, up. Steph, oh, he did. Okay. He got yeah. locked up. Yeah. And 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 I I I don't see. I have not heard in any other press or anything else that we have had or any of the meetings where we just gonna go somewhere and sit down. Just sit there. Every time is well, they'll say we can't go. Okay, so we'll get up and leave. You know, I so I don't know the benefits of repeating itself. Yeah, you're saying history is gonna repeat itself. I don't know the We're benefits. We're not gonna get anything out of it. You know, the march on Washington was a march on Washington, where there were a whole lot of black people, white people, people, all kinds of people. Mm. We hear good singing, Mahalia Jackson. Mm. We hear. From Sammy Davis Jr., mm -hmm. I got to meet him that day. Mm -hmm. Sammy Davis Jr. Um, uh, is the boy from Cool. What's his name? Um, the man from Cool. He old as me. From Cool. What he said? Mm. <laughs> we a bunch of nonviolent monkeys today. Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah. He said it to me. Said it to a group of us. Dang. That's what we is today. And they wanted something to break out. See, the young people, again, was ready to make change. And then you got up, upper class people who thought they was rich back then, the middle class, black. You know, yeah. them little blacks that got a little something, something. Yeah. And uh, older black people saying, no, we're going to go, we're going to march, you know, in peace. And and again, they respected their elders, and they did what was asked of them. Mm. But I don't see myself marching this time. No, I don't see myself marching and nothing coming out of it. Mm. I mean, I can stay home. Mm. I can organize here in Baltimore mm. to get some people some food or. Fight against all the housing that's going away from right, us. Right, because it's a march against poverty. Right, and we we need to look right. at it like this, you know. Women, right. and especially black women, right. we've been fighting all our life, right. ever since we got here, and we've been fighting for justice or trying to protect our people. So we need to, you know, yes, Brandon, I think we should have a month of just highlighting women. And we should go get stories of women from then, even go back for us, all right, talking about more, and get up until the day and, and say to them, we appreciate what they did. Because I know the only way that, that I have a respect is that because there were older women around me oh. that taught me and helped me, you know, um, you know, not a lot of them, but there were some that, you know, were there and fighting with me. I'm talking about just me now. But there were lots of women in the movement. Mm. There have never been anybody's movement for freedom or justice mm. in this country where it has not been the women up front. Mm. The women do the work, and they've always been the support of the men. We wouldn't have had a march on Washington. We wouldn't have had, you know, the Poe People's March. Mm -hmm. 
and we won't have this one if they're not that you know won't be alive. We just gotta talk and let the women that's in charge now know you're not gonna push us back in the back, and we're not gonna be the puppets, and we gotta let whoever's in charge of this march know that we don't wanna just march to be marched. That's good advice. Yeah. That's good. You know, because it don't do no, I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I ain't going to be marching nobody be rolling my wheelchair, but I don't want to roll my wheelchair that day. That's energy I'm spending on nothing. We need to talk about what we, what changes. Right. We demands. We got to go to Washington right. with demands and yeah. make sure that they have, you know, that they do what they suppose, what we say. Yeah. We don't have nothing to lose. Old people don't. Yeah, yeah. You're homeless and you don't. You don't away. got evicted. So what the hell is you got to I do? I mean, in Baltimore here, I mean, they're taking public housing all over. Day. But I found out that this is happening all over America. Mm -hmm. They should really be focused on. It. Anyway, this is well, always. Well, I'm gonna end it here for this particular segment, and then we'll pick it back up again. Um, we may have to do another part just on uh, just on uh, uh, Martin alone. But okay, yeah, we're gonna join. We're us. definitely gonna do a part on Martin. Yeah. Just yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh because we're we're hitting a lot of history here and there's yeah. a lot to go over. So I appreciate everyone that joined us and uh check out the next video, which we're gonna record very soon. Um and uh check out the website, uh AI for uh gov .com, uh AI for uh, the number four gov com and uh check out our Facebook page where we're putting these. And thanks for joining us, and uh, stay tuned for the next one. Take care. Thank you.